listening to Merciful Like the Father, a reflective resource for the season of Lent. This Lenten podcast, produced for the Jubilee of Mercy, invites prayer, conversation, thought and reflection. Each programme starts with a prayer to lead us into an attentiveness to the Word of God. We'll then hear a passage from the Scriptures which reveals something of God's tender, merciful love to us. Our reflection comes from the Benedictine Scripture scholar, Father Henry Wandsborough, who seeks to deepen our understanding of the way God reaches out in love. Finally, we pray our final prayer together. Jesus stands knocking at our door, inviting us to be open to him and to allow him to transform our lives with the love he brings. As we allow Christ to make his home within us this Lent, let us allow ourselves to rediscover the merciful face of the Father because we know his merciful love in Jesus. So let's begin with our prayer. In Christ you draw near to us, God of mercy and compassion, lifting us out of death, binding up our wounds, and nursing our spirits back to health. Let such a tenderness as yours compel us to go and do likewise. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Our scripture passage is taken from the Gospel of St. Luke at the beginning of Jesus' public ministry in the synagogue in Capernaum. Jesus proclaims a time of God's mercy, compassion and love. Jesus, with the power of the Spirit in him, returned to Galilee and his reputation spread throughout the countryside. He talked in the synagogue and everybody praised him. He came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up, and went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day, as he usually did. He stood up to read, and they handed him the scroll of the prophet Isaiah. Unrolling the scroll, he found the place where it is written. The Spirit of the Lord has been given to me, and he has anointed me. He has sent me to bring the good news to the poor, to proclaim liberty to captives and to the blind new sight, to set the downtrodden free, to proclaim the Lord's year of favour. He then rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the assistant and sat down. And all the eyes in the synagogue were fixed on him. Then he began to speak to them. This text is being fulfilled today, even as you listen and he won the approval of all, and they were astonished by the gracious words that came from his lips. In his second reflection, Father Henry Wandsborough draws us into contemplating Jesus as the face of the Father's mercy. In our first reflection, we began to explore what divine mercy means in the Old Testament. 
the mercy of God and what this means. But of course, Jesus is the incarnation of God. Jesus is the Word made flesh. As we have in the Gospel of John, the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we saw his glory. That is the full explanation of Jesus as God. But he's the Son of God also. What we mean by Son? Son of is used in various ways in the Old Testament. For instance, the angels are sons of God because their being is to be messengers of God, to be close to God, to bring God to somebody. So the angel of God who comes to Abraham, it's not quite clear whether this is God himself or whether it's a messenger. And similarly, the Messiah, the Messiah is promised in the Old Testament, particularly in the prophet Isaiah. He is the messenger of God, or is he God himself? Mighty God, Prince of Peace, Eternal Father, he's called in Isaiah. Mighty God, is the messenger, the Messiah, to be God himself? In Ezekiel, God promises to send a true shepherd. God also says, I will come and shepherd Israel myself. So it's not clear in the Old Testament whether the Messiah is to be God himself or is to be merely the messenger of God. Jesus is the incarnation of God. At Jesus' baptism, the divine voice from heaven says, this is my son, the beloved, in whom I am well pleased. And at the end of the gospel, the centurion says, truly, this was son of God at the foot of the cross. So that brackets the gospel. And everything within the gospel, the gospel of Mark particularly, is showing us what it means to be God's son. What it means when we say that Jesus is God's son. Jesus incorporates divine mercy. He is himself divine mercy. As Jesus begins his mission after the baptism, as he moves around Galilee, he puzzles them. Firstly, he calls the first disciples and they follow him. Why? They've never seen him. He must somehow have had the most extraordinary, charismatic, attractive power to draw them. They drop everything and follow him. They leave their fishing nets and follow him. Then he teaches in the synagogue. He teaches, he explains the word of God and he teaches with authority. And they say, who can this be? He doesn't teach like our own teachers, our scribes. He teaches with authority. He doesn't say, Rabbi X says this, Rabbi Y says that. He says, I say to you. And then he cures, showing God's mercy, showing the divine mercy. Then. He forgives sins. Who can this be that he forgives sins? Only God forgives sins. Does he think he's God? And then he calms the storm. He comes walking on the sea. He calms the storm. He controls the elements, and only God controls the elements. But most of all, it's in the mercy of God.
that we see what it means to be son of God. John the Baptist taught that the Messiah was coming, that the kingdom of God, the kingship of God was beginning. The kingship of God is upon you. But for him, he understood the kingship of God to be the destruction of the wicked. The Messiah would separate the chaff from the grain and the chaff would be burnt. He would put the axe to the foot of the rotten tree. It would be cut down. But Jesus was not doing that. He was drawing sinners to himself. He was eating with sinners. He was attracting those who were the outcasts of society. He was saying, it's not the healthy that need the physician, but the sick. I have come to call not those who are righteous, but I've come to call sinners. And he scandalized people by eating with sinners. So when John the Baptist in prison sent messengers to Jesus to ask, what are you up to? Who are you? Are you the Messiah or not? Jesus told the messengers to go back to John and say, the sick are healed, the blind see, the deaf hear, the dumb walk. He is bringing God's mercy, bringing back into society those who were outcasts, those who could not come into society because they were unclean and sinners. So he compels sinners to come in. In the parable of the great banquet, God tells the servants to gather all those from the city, all those from the city, but there's still room. And he tells the servant to go out into the hedgerows and byways and compel them to come in because there's still room. He's searching. He wants to use God's mercy to the full. In the parable of the workers in the vineyard, those who have worked through the heat of the day are jealous of the others who come at the last hour and only do an hour's work. God gives them what he wants. Can he not be generous with what he has to give? So is the generosity of God, again, the divine mercy, which has no limits. It's an unconditional love. Jesus brings God's mercy, but is it a totally unconditional mercy? You've got to open yourself to it. Jesus is demanding, and he speaks of gouging out your eye if it offends. So it's the divine mercy, but it's a demanding mercy. And you can't join onto Jesus' mercy without giving yourself, without having the generosity which divine mercy has. So Jesus is son of God. This is not in a genetic sense, but son of God in the sense that we use son of the soil. A son of the soil is someone who has sympathy with the soil, someone who understands the soil, someone who works with the soil. So Jesus, as Son of God, is, on the one hand, the incarnation of God. He is the Word of God made flesh. But he also acts as God acts. And he shows us God. He is the sacrament of God, bringing God's image into the world, but an effective image, bringing God's power and God's mercy into the world. Jesus' Sonship of God reaches its totality in the crucifixion. Into your hands, O Lord, I commend my spirit. And there we see what is meant by being son of God, his total obedience to God, giving himself entirely to God, and so concluding his unity with God. 
And that's why the centurion says, truly, this was Son of God. Seeking to be merciful as our Heavenly Father is merciful, we pray our final prayer together. Loving Father, you are a God of mercy and compassion. We thank you for sending your Son Jesus into our world to show and teach us how to love. When we walk through the door of mercy during this holy year, may we open our hearts to you so that we may reflect your love, mercy and compassion in our families, communities and parishes. May we walk with Jesus through the streets of Galilee, comforting the sick, opening our arms to the little ones and sharing with the poor and searching out the marginalized in our society. May it be a year when barriers between us fall and reconciliation becomes possible. A year when our faith in your mercy is strengthened and we learn how to be your face of mercy in our world. Amen.